we go. It's it's yet another episode of House of Decline. This time, uh, Stephen is is gone this week, but in his stead, we have the wonderful Will. Hello. And he has come to talk to us uh, primarily about the most recent Canadian election, which was a week ago and pointless and lame, and everybody's already forgotten about it. But it's funny, so we're going to talk about it, because there's some choice candidates, some choice things going on, and Will knows his, Will knows his way around Canadian politics. I know things. I've seen uh, things. Yeah. And then we'll talk about other shit, too. We'll talk about other shit. But um, so, Will, what's uh, what's your most primary take on the most recent Canadian election? I actually had a, an entire note series here. I have, like, seven bullet points. <laughs> you, you have uh, – so start with number one. Start with number, number one. Number one, back to nothing, baby. Back to nothing, baby! Back to nothing. Just so, yeah. empty void. For those uh, not spent- in the new, Trudeau was elected again, even though for even though he called a snap election himself, like they like a couple seats shuffled around and nothing happened. So back to uh, nothing. More like true dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. No, true dad. Back. <laughs> true to, dad. Yeah, absolutely. True dad. Back, true back dad. Pure nothing. I mean, it's wonderful to see the government spend six hundred million dollars, and it's just like watching the state. Um, experience the same thing that I am in sort of entering my 30s mm-hmm. uh, this pure existential crisis mm-hmm. and it's beautiful I, I love it really um, yeah but you're I- gonna spend so much money you're gonna spend 600 million dollars on your on your blu-ray rig and you're gonna buy every blu-ray <laughs> you could use that 600 million dollars <laughs> to buy every blu-ray you could have bought every criterion you could have you could have bought every uh, I don't know what's a rare Blu-ray. What would the rarest Blu-ray be? I would assume it would be like Shrek three on Blu-ray. Shrek three on Blu-ray. I'm saying. I'm, yeah. what, what about snuff films? Do you get? Can you get snuff films what, like on a Blu-ray? Serbian film on on Blu-ray. Yeah, but like for do, do you think like the snuff producers nowadays? market to blu-ray and they got to go to the blu-ray factory and be like what is this for not murder definitely not murder I, I for I rich perverts i maybe they have blu-rays uh for snuff films i feel like they're more like mp4 types you know <laughs> like deep compression yeah uh yeah, video probably. artifacts uh you know everybody looks like they're turning into reptilians yeah uh david ike is having an entire field day yeah. watching a snuff <laughs> film they're delivered they're like, on hard there's reptiles there's there absolutely are. are there are it's it's true detective season one you know maybe they're dressing in reptile masks and then I having know. having their way with people I, I never saw that i'm still watching the gilmore girls oh the gilmore girls is great it's exactly like true detective season one in that it grapples with you know existential parent issues like if Rust Cole's daughter never died and just moved in with their mom, it would be Gilmore Girls. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. But speaking yeah. of Gilmore Girls, uh, a real Rory Gilmore <laughs> is Justin Trudeau. He, he is a Rory is, Gilmore. He is a Rory Gilmore. He's like if Rory, uh, you know, didn't fail at his at journalism and, mm-hmm. and eventually just kind of rose to prominence based on their family name. Mm. So, so like Lorelai in the Gilmore Lorelai's mother is some sort of rich person, right? Yeah, yeah, they're like rich wasps from okay. uh, Connecticut. 
Okay. Um, and they just they just you know do wasp shit. Uh, I think if the, she went up the DC wasp ladder, she would be the American equivalent to Justin Trudeau. Oh, absolutely, yeah, without question. Um, a failed daughter, a failed daughter of a failed she is daughter. A failed daughter. Yeah, but and, he, yeah, he's only a failed son, even though he failed upward. I mean, it's it's nice to see that, like, and I mean by nice to see it, it's really fucked up to see uh, that you know it's almost like. Trudeau always looks like he's losing in the polls in every election. And then mm-hmm. comes a blackface photo and it like just fucking rockets him to success. <laughs> it's most, every time. Uh, yeah. He's the most uncancelable man. He just, there's a new photo and it's like, that was election day. And every like, uh, you know, person over 40 was like, fuck it. I'm voting red now. There we go. You got me. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why this, this one didn't work because it appeared to be from the same Aladdin party as the previous ones, although this one was in color. So it was evident just how awful it was. I mean, that's not even the, the Aladdin is not even the worst one. The worst one is when he's just being a black guy and he has like, he has a huge cock in his pants. And that's there, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that one. That's the worst no. one. No, it's a, oh, it's gosh. it's a really weird. It's it's. I'm uh, not much of a Canadian expert then. Now you gotta. Uh, my, my credentials got... are in, <laughs> are completely sus. You have to collect your rare Justins. You're <laughs> we're doing an NFT of every Justin Trudeau blackface photo. And... You know, as someone who comes from a, a Dutch background, it's really nice to see Dutch representation uh, <laughs> by a Canadian Prime Minister. Yeah, he's going to do Zwarte Piet. They're having, they're having to... Zwarte Piet, yeah. Yeah, they're having to hold him back from doing Zwarte Piet. Well, that's oh. how they won Kitchener and Waterloo, right? Like, those were ridings that um, the NDP <laughs> could have had, but they didn't have a guy in blackface. They didn't uh, go for the full Zwarte Piet. They didn't. No. It didn't, didn't capture it. the imagination of that Dutch, that culturally Dutch voter base in Kitchener. They needed that, yeah. And hey, didn't that Nazi die in Kitchener this week? Yes, yes, he did. What was it? Horst Uberlander. <laughs> yeah, the most Nazi name imaginable. Yeah. He was 97 years old and part- participated in some Abteilung or whatever, you know, some Sturmscheid for sich yeah. und Suche. But yeah, but but then the story about that was was it 680 News that wrote the very whitewash headline of former Nazi commander dies peacefully in hospital surrounded by loved ones. I'm pretty sure 680 News went with the tweet press F to pay respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they went with a very they went with um uh they didn't go full Nazi sympathy, but they went slight Nazi sympathy. Like I'm not saying the newspaper has to publish I, I don't know. What's the ethics of that? If you're a journalism person and like the family submits an obituary, but I guess they had it as a headline too. They were trying to make it news or were they trying to make people angry? Listen, it, I'm not going to beat around the bush. They yeah. had a fucking intern do that tweet. <laughs> like that's, that's unpaid labor. That's what happens when you had Serb checks coming mm-hmm. out. Okay. Now you get fucking pro Nazi 680 news tweets. Okay. Cause everybody's like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm not going to work. Yeah, uh, sorry for your loss, Nazi man. Goodbye. Like, it's probably just some Zoomer, like, gecked out, you know, living their mm-hmm. life, man, living their best life. Okay. Um, what would a Nazi have to do to, <laughs> to like, gain gain sympathy for people for that headline to be appropriate? How many babies would he have to save? How many Jewish babies would the Nazi have to save? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you'd, what was Oscar Schindler's factory? What did they make again? Shells, artillery shells. 
Oh, okay. I but they didn't they Tesla's. didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> they made Teslas. Yeah, the original the original exploding uh the original you IED. Have to do it. You know, unfortunately everything nowadays you need like a good comeback story. You can't just like get worse. So you'd have to do something really, really bad and then have this like nice redemption arc and then Barry Weiss would, you know, uh, do some sort of medium article about you that, that wouldn't get recirculated by people with blue check marks in their names so uh -huh. that's how you do it um if you were to do it uh you know who's had a really good redemption arc uh recently is uh mrs alia banks oh what did she do oh no she did nothing except she's uh she's very funny uh she's an insane person well she's not an insane person well, i, I, shouldn't I, say I knew she did the animal slaughter and well, yeah, but that's to... yeah, but that's fine, you know. That's that's Orishas, that's you know, uh, Voda, and that stuff. I don't know about, but I'm I'm it's fine for people to do that. I mean, I, I can't mean, really I... complain. I eat the byproduct of that. So. Yeah, I eat meat, so I can't complain about yeah. someone. She can look I a chicken in the that. eye and kill it. I can't do that shit. I can't do that. I'm a coward. Like, yeah, Werner Herzog said, you know, the chicken is the the profoundest stupidity from looking into the eyes of a chicken. You know, and it's these dumb, senseless animals. I can't even bring myself to kill. I can't even bring myself to kill fish. I feel guilty killing fish. Insects are fine. They're our most ancient enemies. I will kill I'm all fine. the insects. I'm fine with fish because, you know, Kurt Cobain said that it, they don't have any feelings. Yeah. And obviously he's a marine biologist. Yeah. There is something in why, the way. That's why Courtney Love killed him. <laughs> Because of his nascent interest in marine biology was alienating yeah, was like, her. I don't know. You're staying in Nirvana. You're going to ghost right for hole for me. And he's like, no, my dream is the sea. Come on, let's journey the orcas. And that's, that's not him. That's more Eddie Vedder voice. Yeah, I don't yeah, do no, Eddie Vedder voice is, well, yes, me, Eddie Vedder. I'm a horse. Yeah, gonna yeah I'm going to here. This is my horse. His name is Eddie Vedder. Yeah, Eddie Vedder, the most Eddie Vedder province, I think, is still Alberta. It's where <laughs> the Yarl um, is so deeply entrenched in the water. I think Theory of a Dead Man was from Alberta. Nickelback, obviously. Nickelback is the great Nickelback is from Alberta. I mean, the nice thing is 9-11, that's when I think Silver Side Up came out. You're right. It was the album we needed at that time. It was. Um Never oh, well, what again. A, what's what nice the song was about was yeah. 9-11 never again <laughs> really was it no. no i think it was about domestic violence was it about the holocaust <laughs> nickelback's oh. big holocaust song like chad kroger he watched showa and was like i was deeply moved and so well, i thought you know chad, nickelback's gotta do chad do kroger's tribute. grandfather was like horst like right. let's face it you know yeah. he was he was <laughs> chad kroger's grandfather yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been Chad, settled here uh, in Hannah, Alberta. Hans Kroger uh, yeah. was actually a prison guard in uh, Ukraine Oblast, yeah, and, and that's that's where he, uh, you know, really cut his teeth. Yeah, that's where he met uh, Christopher Freeland's uh, grandfather, and they they played dice in the alley. They, they... <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Christopher Freeland, I mean, uh, you know, JT, as I like to call him, as the mm -hmm. kids like to call him. Uh, you know, he didn't get a majority, which means his time as leader is probably going to be maybe another two years, maybe another four years if he's lucky. Yeah. But I think Christia is definitely, you know, licking her lips for that job. She seems oh, yeah. to be 
uh, licking her her lipless her lipless folds at her <laughs> just Close, just the perfect uh, muppet like slit that she calls a mouth i <laughs> uh krista yeah she's uh I mean, no, she's, plus, she's, there's nothing about her appearance she's a normal looking person which is you know I mean, yeah, she looks as normal as any, uh, you know, Ukrainian fascist does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the nice thing about Christia, at least if she were to become prime minister, is that we wouldn't have scandals about Quebec. They would just mm. be about Azov. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I think we've discussed the Ukrainian Nazi statues on the show but for for people, just to, just an update: the Ukrainian the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, in concert with uh, Christopher Freeland, who is sympathetic to their cause, uh, have collaborated, which is a good word to use. Uh, <laughs> apt. Yeah, on a number of uh, Ukrainian Canadian Congress has statues in cemeteries uh, in uh, suburban Toronto. Uh, two statues dedicated to the fighters of communism. And a lot of these guys were Nazi collaborators and yeah. just straight up Nazis themselves. And the one you specifically refer to Azov, uh, uh, comes, uh, uh, his name comes up again and again, when you're talking about, Oh, there's a lot of Ukrainian Nazis that we pay homage to in, in public art around, yeah. around this area. Well, and, and obviously the battalion, uh, that in the present, uh, Ukrainian civil war, the yeah. Azov battalion is, is the, um, uh, Ukrainian neo-Nazi battalion that we fund using our sort of NATO resources and our tax dollars. Oh, there you go. Uh, so it's uh, upsetting. I mean, if you want to do some research, do your own research, as the PPC would say, <laughs> uh, you you would look up and they have a, a, a Schwarzan as their actual logo. Um, so they aren't beating around the bush. Like These guys are no kidding Nazis and we fund them. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty bad. Uh, there's well, also yeah. a, a classic Ukrainian hero. Uh, I mean, so Ukraine's a, a land of contrast. On the one hand, you'll have someone like Nestor Makhno, who mm -hmm. I'm sorry to offend any of the Trotskyists here, uh, but good guy, anarchist. All know. of our Trot listeners are totally <laughs> offended right now. <laughs> I mean, they're the, shitting the themselves. They're the getting trot, the, trots. the Trots had it out for for uh, Nestor. Yeah. But ne Nestor was fine. Nestor was good. And he is a present sort of Ukrainian nationalist hero, despite the fact that he wasn't a nationalist. He was an anarchist. Um, and then on the other hand, you have someone like um, Bandera, who was uh, a, a big um, collaborator, but also Ukrainian nationalist, who gets a lot of uh, love and attention from the Ukrainian diaspora in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure his name is is on the... Uh, victims yeah. of communism but i don't think yeah Mac that's no the big it. one that's the big statue in ottawa that they yeah. spent three million dollars on well i think the price tag just gets higher and yeah i think the funniest part about this election cycle is a lot of parties except for perhaps maybe the ndp but the conservatives and the uh liberals were both kind of jockeying over who could spend more on this uh yeah you know neo-nazi cash uh but yeah know, dump the thing with electoral politics is it's like usually a game of unusually charismatic people and Trudeau's charisma has fucking waned because of all the broken promises and his general perception as being this uh, blackface frat boy, uh, you know, this this unthinking rube. And Aaron O'Toole is just like a void of charisma. There's like there's nothing 
He's sort of like the Mulcair of the conservative party. He's like this I think also I'm ran him far too much credit. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe the, the Elizabeth pro- Warren of the conservative party just triangulates himself into a position that nobody wants. He is he is younger than Justin Trudeau. Wow, he looks like. <laughs> Wow, he looks he, like he one of the. Younger. He looks like uh, uh, Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine Nine. He looks exactly. I think that was the meme that was going on yeah. for the election. He's incredibly underwhelming. I mean, I you know what when they announced him in their leadership run because initially it was between I think him, Derek Sloan, uh, <laughs> famous neo-Nazi Derek Sloan, uh, soon to be. I went to law school with him. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, he was in my law school oh, class. Me. Yeah. He invited me over to dinner. You know, I I said no. That's probably good. (laughs) I don't think he would have come back. Yeah, it would have taken me away to his weird uh, Seventh-day Adventist family. Oh. Yeah. Really? Oh, he's a Seventh-day? He's a Seventh-day Adventist. That's uh, that's his deal. He's a big Ben Carson fan. Oh, wow. He would eat a huge, gigantic bowl of muesli every, every... Civ well, at Pro least he class. was regular. I mean, that's, that's a good what sign. they're obsessed with. That really, the, the, yeah, the Kellogg's. You know the you know about the Kellogg's in Michigan, right? No, I don't know about the Kellogg's. Uh, yeah, the Kellogg's of the Tell cereal fame. They were Seventh Day Adventists, and they they operated a sanitarium, and they, they were health nuts, and they, they also were anti-masturbation advocates. Yeah, it's oh, a, okay. A lot of it was very very fecal based. A lot of it, you gotta you gotta have be pooping right. You know, if so you're, not the original, right, you're not living right, they're the original shit posters. Mm. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. And, and, then, and Derek Sloan comes from a, a nice long, a uh, nice long ropey <laughs> line of shit posters. Yeah, uh, nice. Oh gosh, uh, I mean, and you keep you keep breaking my train of thought here. Uh, so uh, yeah, so, so it was Aaron O'Toole, Derek Sloan, Derek Sloan. Aaron O'Toole. Uh, Leslie Lewis. Yeah, uh, Leslie Lewis. It's kind of like Canada's um, Candace Owens to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but um, and, why not? And, yeah, it's a good choice. And uh, what's her? Uh, what's his name? Um, Peter McKay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Peter McKay. But nobody likes and Peter he, McKay. No one likes Peter McKay, and it's really it's really funny to just watch him fail and fail again. I mean, he failed obviously in two thousand and three when he was put at the head of the progressive conservatives and then here comes uh, Stephen Harper and they merged the party together and that brought us the wonderful and austere Harper years uh, that I'm sure everybody longs to go back to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, know, I actually you know. blame Stephen Harper for the true song Highway of Heroes, which is probably <laughs> one of the worst songs ever made. The Trues, c- classic Canadian indie. The truth. <laughs> yeah, Indy. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh gosh, I'm not ready to go. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, so... so yeah. So of course, when they're they're having their big kind of caucus get together and they're voting, and Aaron O'Toole kind of runs on this like faux uh, anti-China, like Canadian nationalism, as if we can really do anything to China. Yeah, um, we're we're joined at the fucking hip. What are we gonna again, do? Lose again, all of our wonderful products. 
Oh yeah, of course. I mean, what what are we going to do? Um, if the supply chain's a little limited, we saw with like COVID. If the supply chain's even just a little limited, people start you know uh, turning over uh, cars and pissing in the streets and oh yeah, and no, it's fucking a, it's their a, cats. It's a total fucking nightmare. I mean, uh. what would I have done over COVID if not uh, bought? Chinese Gibsons uh, and then resold them <laughs> as Gibsons on yeah. Facebook Marketplace, right? Exactly, like that's the only yeah. way. It was between that and Serb. That's the only way I was able to to take a buck. Yeah, um, you lost your poor quality guitar market. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, listen. If someone picks it up on Facebook Marketplace, they hand you, you know, fourteen hundred dollars, yeah. and nine times out of ten, they're you know some old boomer who just wants to be Jimmy Page. Yeah. Um, they just uh, want to be Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy Jimmy Page was a sex pest. I mean, they were all you know uh, go to the go to the annual rock star meeting and say, "Hey, who did statutory rape in the '70s?" And they all raised their hand. And you feel you know David Bowie fucked fourteen year olds. Oh, yeah. that that's the hardest L. Yeah, <laughs> is that that's the hardest pill? That is the well. hardest lost. Yeah. Uh, is it the hardest loss to statutory rape? I can't enjoy these guys anymore because of statutory rape. I don't know. Bowie's music's a little statutory rapey. It's kind of why I like it. (laughs) No no comment there. Uh, But, you know, at least with a a band like Van Halen, um, they had consensual sex, I think. Probably not. I mean, you know. I don't know. They haven't been canceled. They would have been canceled by now, I think. I guess uh, they, they haven't done anything. I'm pretty sure. Alex. I like no, I guess they were canceled. just they they were just insane drug addicts. They were just they were just dudes rocking. I yeah, I don't know. They were yeah. rocking too hard, you know. I don't, I don't know. Really, Van Halen is just the logical extension of Led Zeppelin if they didn't read, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. you just took all the good parts of Led Zeppelin. Do you think how many Bowie fans <laughs> do you think are like genuinely uh, moved against him because of the knowledge of his. Uh, I think none sexual none. relationship with. Laurie I don't think Maddox. anybody is. Who is it? Like even even now. Yeah, even nobody Bowie cares. Gets he gets a, a complete pass. Yeah, no one cares about Paige yeah. either. Like Paige, Paige gets no a pass. No one cares about Steven Tyler. They yeah, all I, did I it. Mean, Aerosmith is never going to sit in the same tier. <laughs> no, <laughs> well. Know? I, I don't think uh, now were, it's time for me to defend Aerosmith. <laughs> please, please defend Aerosmith. Um, no, I'm not going to defend Aerosmith. Well, Aerosmith, they are not a rock band. They're a pop band that uses guitars. And if you understand them in that fashion, if you understand them as more of an inheritor of uh, or something more akin to like Big Star, then uh led zeppelin which is i i don't know probably I feel like you're doing big stars so dirty right now am i is big star (laughs) that good is big star that good no probably not big star i feel like i'm dying no they're good i like big star i like i i I think they're a little a little overrated anyways or they're in the same continuum as like dumb rock like kiss as well you know Dumb rock. No, no. Kiss, kiss holds. I, I will defend Destroyer <laughs> by Kiss. Kit Destroyer rules. You won't find me it, it fucking knocking rules. Destroyer. Like, yeah. Kiss also has great live albums. Um, yeah. They're they're a fun band. Obviously, I mean Gene Simmons is a piece of shit. I think yeah, Howie sure. Paul Stanley is. A yeah, piece of shit. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think only judge. the drummer that no one likes is the Peter Chris. I think Ace yeah, Frehley is probably okay. 
Uh, everyone, I don't, I don't know what anybody's done. All I know is New York Groove by Ace Freely. Man, <laughs> man, that song holds. I yeah, I, I kiss, kiss, kiss slaps, still mm-hmm. slaps. I think they get a bad rap. Um, yeah, but I think well, they slap. Uh, uh, well, speaking of Destroyer, <laughs> it's Justin Trudeau again. No, uh, so we were on Aaron O'Toole. Yeah, the... so he's old. He looks old. He has just no charisma. He's a no talent, nothing. As what the are old his? Man in the park says. Okay, so he did a little gambit at the end where he was trying to be working class guy, and he yeah. was pitching union legislation, right? Well, he was doing what I like to call dirty schwa politics. Mm. Um, you know, of course, he's from Oshawa, and mm. uh, you know, he's just trying to placate to the old Ed Broadbent riding. Um, and, uh, you know, only real ones remember Ed Broadbent. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, you know, he was just trying to kind of you know, use this like union street credit being yeah. like, oh, I'm going to throw, um, workers on the board of directors at companies, yeah. uh, which is, you know, kind of stealing off of like a very German social democratic approach to mm-hmm. kind of labor politics and this and that. I mean, I think those were pretty much non-starters anyways, and they were just kind of this weird way for him to pivot on Rust Belt anxiety, trying to do like a Trumpism, but without any of the owning yeah. the libs or any of well, the Well, because that's it, right? the PPC's, that's the PPC's yeah, that's domain. The, the PPC is too powerful after this. I think they, they, they got a lot. They got 5%, right? They got, they got way more than the fucking Green Party, which is so last here, election, wrote... Elizabeth May creamed them. But this, oh, and the other story oh. is... The tragedy of Anime Fall. Oh God! The absolute oh, tragedy of Anime what, Fall. What? At, what at a time? Where do we go? Yeah. Okay, um, so... let's start with the so the rise of the PPC. Um, so Canada's had like alternative right parties before, with like the Reform Party in the nineties. Yeah. Um, but this is different because this is infused with weird internet energy. Like weird meme energy, the same meme energy that allowed Trump meme to magic. Coast. Yeah, I think that, is, that's what the 4chan uh, dweebs called it. But yeah, I, I wrote here PPC, Canada's biggest spoiler or future fry core. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's gonna. I think uh, there's going to be a pivot where not unlike the reform party the ppc is just going to get reabsorbed back into the larger conservative party after the conservative party moves right to meet them uh i think that's probably what's going to happen in the future it it could be the case although i do see like and and this is very anecdotal but every person that i knew in high school who is a total fucking idiot mm-hmm. supported the bpc in in this entire run like mm-hmm. the biggest fucking idiots where mm-hmm. they were just they just love it. They love it. And it doesn't matter that nothing the PPC says is remotely true. And and I'm not even talking about the vaccines. Vaccines and vaccine passports aside, I mean, it, it was other things. Like, just, you know, understanding the charter. Yeah. You know, it, just basic civics went yeah. completely fucking out the window with that party. Like, but yeah, it's not example, about that. It's about puffing. No, obviously not. Yeah. But it was just, it was the fact that they were able to really just get fucking people on board for this shit. Um, and just a lot of, I would say, non-voters, uh, apathetic people. But then obviously the cranks within the conservative movement as well. Yeah, the anti-vaxxers and the people who are really moved by cultural grievance, which is, 
you know, not a huge amount of people in the country as we saw, but still enough for it to be a, a big thorn in the side of Aaron O'Toole. Well, I think the big problem in this election, it was done at a time where shit's fucked. Like, shit mm-hmm. is still fucked up. Um, yeah. You know, look, I think had Trudeau not it, had Trudeau not done Serb, for example, I think he would have been completely SOL in this election. Mm-hmm. Um, had vaccination rates even been lower, I think he would have been kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those kind of little things has made the entire process just kind of keep moving. Um, but, you know, look at things like just housing. I mean, people can't afford homes and they fucking know it. Yeah, there was that tweet that he, he, he sent out that nobody wants a free house. And everybody was like, I would like a free house. Excuse everybody, me, would I would like a free house, house please. Yes, a yes. free house would be good. You ever, did you watch the Chernobyl TV series? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, like you always see like these um, weird Nazi accounts talk about, oh, brutalist architecture. But oh, man, those sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, yeah, I'm a big fan. I, too, I'm but... very pro brutalism. But look at how roomy those beautiful. Soviet apartments were. I bet, I bet the cost of those apartments was not, uh, it was not a significant portion of their monthly allotted, whatever. Oh, no, well, I, I think in a lot of cases they were given apartments. I mean, the other thing was too is, I mean, you know, you threw some carpets on the wall, you called it a day. There you go. Uh, you got you a need. lot of. Uh, the, uh, apparently in the Soviet Union, the ice cream was better. Uh, okay. This is what they say. <laughs> but the other thing is, is I mean, they stomped our asses in hockey, uh, and that's what really matters, you know. And I always wanted to write this to people who uh, were like anti-vaxxers or like PPCers who were claiming, oh, you know, communism's coming with the vaccine passport. And I said, well, fuck, man, are the Leafs going to win a cup after that? Because <laughs> the Soviets had a great fucking farming system for players. And you know it because in <clears throat> after after the entire system collapsed, all those guys, Larionov, Fedorov, uh, Kutsenov, all these guys, they fucking all went to the Detroit Red Wings and fucking yeah. had like three cups. Yeah. You know, Pavel Bure, what a fucking wicked player, right? So Shanahan. Okay, uh, no, fucking... Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> What did Shanahan do? Uh, he was just Canadian. He was just—he uh, was just—he uh, was just <laughs> from London, Ontario. Shanahan. He was a uh, no, yeah, no. But I'm saying no. I'm saying Shanahan, uh, Fedorov. It's Fedorov. the Irish-Russian connection. You know, it's yeah. it's the most powerful <laughs> connection in the world. Very, very drunk. That's, yeah. that's it. But there actually, they say this about drunk and, and very literary. But what they say about uh, Soviet hockey in particular, it was closer to ballet. And that people mm. could make passes, and just and that it was fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, for some, it was, but nah, I mean, nah. you know, Russian hockey uh, gave Don Cherry his first fucking stroke, right? Mm. When those players entered, that completely changed the game because you couldn't just go around, you know, beating people to death and then, uh, you know, holding a Stanley Cup up. You actually had to start fucking putting the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you know, they were using. But that was that was Don Cherry's old old the '76 Philadelphia Flyers starting line strategy, which is just to punch people in the throat constantly. Well, yeah, I mean, it ended Bobby Orr's career, right? Uh, was he got punched story. in the throat too many times. Yeah, well, I think they punched him in the D. Uh, oh, really? Well, he he had knee issues. That was uh, the the end of. Oh, I thought they said punched him in the D. I thought they they were oh. they were constantly nut tapping Bobby Orr. Well, I'm sure that happened as well. But, yeah, you know, it's, I, I <laughs> we're all nut tapping each other. <laughs> oh yeah, with, without you know, I mean, 
You think Don, how many times do you think Don Cherry's nut tapped people? Think he does a lot of nut taps? Oh, I 100%. He's not. The dead real yet. question is, is how many times Ron McLean was nut tapped by Don Cherry? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think I think Don respects him too much. He's the only man he respects is, is Ron McClain. Well, actually, that's look, not true. He does not respect <laughs> Don, Don Cherry is, can respect anyone that he can nut tap and that doesn't wear a visor. Yeah. Those are his two you know, issues. It, you know, really, if the NDP wants to get back to its roots, it's sure. just got to ban visors in hockey. Mm. You know, that that's that will really. Uh, you know, get those rural voters out there. It's just get rid of the visor. Well, if there's any success story of this election, it's the NDP, which gained a seat. One seat, but it lost a couple seats too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it, it lost uh, Hamilton Stony Creek, which yeah, that's a big NDP one for a long time. Yeah, that's uh, a sad one. St. John's, I think, also, but it picked up some seats in BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Jagmeet improved his turnout. Uh, there were more votes in, in this time around than there was in 2019. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, where do they go? You know, he has hit a bit of a ceiling. Um, I think he would be more, more popular if, if the electoral system changed. Actually, there was one thing I want to say about the Tories mm-hmm. is that, you know, I, I do wonder, are they going to pivot right? If they pivot right, they're still fucked in the next cycle. If they yeah. pivot to the center, they're still fucked in the next cycle. Really, the only thing for them is electoral reform. Yeah. Um, that's well, the only way, because, I mean, they they won the most amount of votes. I think they need to find a way. I, my diagnosis, my shitty non-informed diagnosis for the NDP is when you see Jogmeet doing all the TikToks and he's he's the no. TikTok candidate. It's cringe. Um, it's cringe, but... cringe. He's supposed to cringe. I don't think it works. It, it, I, yeah, but he's clearly targeting the youths. You know, that's his that's his beat, right? You know, and it's in the same way, very much reminds me of the ill-fated project of Bernie Sanders, who you can blame on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the thing that I blame most is that young people don't show up to vote. <laughs> that's just a <laughs> well, fact. Or, or they or they 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 fight with you on uh Canada left Facebook groups and tell yeah. you to vote Communist Party when they only run eight candidates in the whole fucking country. I voted uh, communist because I'm a loser. <laughs> no, I'm just I I'm, I'm no then it is funny. Like, it's Hez true. Bolsonaro I mean, like, on Twitter called them the Joshua for Congress of Canada. And I was like, oh no. Wait, actually? Yeah. No. That's fucking yeah, yeah, you know, he actually said that. It was fucking brutal. It's a fucking That's brutal fucking, insult. You got to, you got taken down by a guy that they had to drain poop out of his nose. Uh, oh no, That's not has no, not Bolsonaro. Not the Twitter <laughs> user, not literally Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro doesn't have an opinion on the Communist Party of Canada. Nor do I think Bolsonaro knows about Joshua for Congress. It would be interesting if he knew about obscure left-wing <laughs> internet celebrities. You never know. You know, Bolsonaro is extremely online. Yeah, he's um, got nothing to do in that hospital. He's back <laughs> in the hospital again! Actually. <laughs> yeah! That's another news story that came out this week that people ignored is like for the seventh time, Bolsonaro's in the hospital for COVID. I think he just needs <laughs> to get daily COVID injections at this point. He's more COVID than man. Uh, you know, I would feel bad for him if he wasn't such a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah who cares? <laughs> Who cares about it? Uh, he's a powerful, fash weirdo. Yeah, 
Well, it just even like a weird like it's like fascism without like purpose. Yeah, you know, it's just like I don't know. But you know, isn't that like it, the the power accumulation of power for power's sake is the very essence of fascism? Oh, no, no, no. I I complete. Listen, I'm you know I'm not gonna you know talk Gramsci or any of the, the oh, oh let's well, let's talk Gram. Let's be fucking bitches. Let's be rich fucking cunts. <laughs> no, but talk it's like, about it's Gramsci. Like, it's like looking at like Eastern European fascists. I always find yeah. them the the most the the funniest because it's like you'll literally have like cables. Uh, that you can read uh, between, like, the Nazi high command and, like, von Rippentrop and people like that about being like, yeah, we're just going to, like, starve them uh, and use them as free workforce because they're untermensch. And then, like, wind up, wind the clock, like, 70 years later, and there's guys like, no, 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 we're actually white, though. The Vikings settled here in Kiev, like, and it's yeah. like, oh, dude, they were talking about you. You aren't included in this fucking club, you, you fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, but you see this over and over again. I think it's because and, and Brazilian fascism is kind of in that same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you are not in the club, man. Like you're not in the club. Yeah. Well, it's, there's this intense colorist and racist aspect to it as well. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. I'm sure within Brazil there is, you know, obviously there is a hierarchy um, within you know racial prejudice and this and that. But I mean, it's just it's so kind of weird to see it. Uh, you know how these things like it. It's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know, meme get washed out. You know, five hundred times. Is Maxime like? Well, is Maxime Bernier's our equivalent of that? But is is he our equivalent of that? Is there somebody worse than him? Or is oh, I'm like... sure. Yeah, there's like the Canadian nationalists and and yeah. Know, I mean, Canada loves to export fascists. I mean, we do. Yeah, that. that's like our deal. That's our that's uh, our guy. Uh, yeah, who are who are I mean, our the... top who are our top guys? Gavin McInnes well, we had... is one of our top guys. I why well, I think he's still considered alt light within that right. Respect. But he, I, er, I, I mean, Ernst Faith Rom Goldie is really yeah. the, the one to be. I'd say the most concerned about. In is the she long still run. doing? Is she still plying her wares? She's, she's still applying it. You know. She's um, out there. She is the Ur Ukrainian Canadian Klaus Barbie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, she is Bandera Barbie. Yeah. That is her deal. Um, and I I do wonder exactly, you know, because she has a lot of money at her disposal, and I think that's the thing to really watch about these people is that like, if they can be you know financially ruined or whatnot, in the case of um. Richard Spencer, right? Like mm -hmm. Richard Spencer is completely toast now. Like I don't yeah. think he really has much of a leg to stand on. Or even but like I, Milo, so, where you just make it incredibly expensive yeah. for them to speak anywhere because anytime they show up, oh, it's the Antifa Brigade. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're toast, right? Like yeah. you're not gonna come back. But someone like Faith Goldie, who has a lot of independent wealth, um, and and we know that she's independently wealthy because she went to Harvard College. Have a go. Um, have a go. Have a gal. Have a gal. Have a gal. We're going to play some field hockey down at Have a Gal College. Yeah, we're, we're going we're to have to, tea time on the field. We're about have to do a race crime at Have a Gal College. Uh, we're, um, we're going to we are going to arrange the girls. We are going to arrange the girls in a very specific way at Have a Gal College. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She came out of one of those uh, expensive academies, which you know makes me believe that she's she's got money in the bank she has money to continually be a pest um mm -hmm. despite you know any ways to to destroy her career in any meaningful sense so maxine is running a, a little grift 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I firmly believe that Bernier has a vaccine. Yeah. Um, He's one of those guys. He's a Tucker Carlson type. He's He's not a, like a middling conservative radio host that die for their beliefs. No, like he's, he's a crank that just wants to get rid of the milk board. Like he's obviously racist. That's his big thing. Very particular for Quebecers, right? At this point, that seems to be the status quo in Quebec. He's more like Um, a Nigel Farage type where he's just got this one thing that he wants. And you're, you're, you've hit on it. The milk board, the weird, the Saputo, uh, monopoly on Canadian dairy products. That's one of Maxime Bernier's big things. He love he hates that. He hates he hates four dollar milk, and I think a lot of people do. Like yeah. I don't think that's a completely unreasonable uh, hatred. Cheaper milk. He's just drinking it by the is. gallon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he just he's just. He he's a he's a lactose boy. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. He's, he's a milky he, boy. He's a milky boy. Uh, but yeah, he's daddy he, milkers. But again, like Maxine's also a bit of a fail son, right? Like his father uh, was the MP for that seat before him. Yeah. Um, until he lost it. So I mean, mm-hmm. again, we get kind of these like shithead legacy politics in mm-hmm. Canada um, that just kind of haunt us mm-hmm. um, forever. But one person who wasn't a legacy was Annamy Paul. And uh, I don't know. I feel like at first I was like marveling at her lack of political acumen, but it really seems like she was set up by the party apparatus to fail. Like there's uh, for lots of in ways that weren't her fault. I, I mean, I don't even know with the entire green run up. I mean, I know a lot of people on the, the, the farther side of the left we're really rooting. Um, I forget the name of the other candidate that was running for the leadership race. Dimitri, Dimitri Lascaris, yeah, who's who is running. He is he is actually a bona fide left wing type of guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't take that away from him. But then he got kind of uh, attacked over the whole Israel Palestine thing. Um, yeah, they they did the anti semitism yeah. smears. He, he got the Corbin, uh, the Corbin kneecap. Yeah, the only um, reason why Bernie was able to evade it was because he's Jewish. Because he's the most visibly Jewish person to ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he 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 was lucky in that sense. Yeah, uh, that didn't it, matter unfortunately yeah. for him. But in the case of uh, you know that whole green leadership. Uh, you know, runoff that, and of course, her being kind of the more, uh, as as they like to call the Tories on bikes, right? That's what we call the yeah. party, right? Uh, you know, she was more the neoliberal candidate, and yeah, um, she had ties to the Bolivia coup or something oh, like that. Is that the case? I, I is there something she had some aware. she had some weird Yale international development ties, and she was also a Zionist as well. I know she was a Zionist for yeah. sure. Um, but I mean, you know, irrespective of that, like in Canadian politics, that's not really that unique. No. Um, well, no, it's it's becoming a thing. It's slowly becoming a thing after mm-hmm. the madness that went down this summer. Uh, Jagmeet yeah. was actually bullied into taking a position, which the NDP had never taken the position of, hey, let's stop our arms funding to Israel. Well, I mean, that... So that is kind of true, although Bob Ray claims that he left the party uh, due to uh, the party's position on not being pro-Israel enough. Um, <laughs> Bob Ray's a weird Obviously, guy. that's not the case why he left. Like, he left because they were going to fucking pitchfork him out yeah. of the party. No one wanted him there. Yeah, he's incompetent. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Uh, but his claim was that it was due to uh, anti-Semitism within the NDP. And um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, all kidding aside, though, in the case of uh, Anime Paul, I mean, it you you do kind of feel bad for uh, because after they had that turncoat seat in New Brunswick um, and apparently it was Elizabeth May that was trying to coo her out of the party the entire time. So there obviously is some sort of I would make the case like racial prejudice against her within the party. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, yeah, maybe she was sort of DOA uh, from the get go. But the party is a complete mess now. Like, I don't know what you do with the Greens. Well, it's weird. So what do they run on? Like, if they feel like this very this holdover from the 90s, this sort of like Naomi Wolf era uh, environmentalist uh, sort or, of th- this very fern gully party you know it has, which say, has those values or as we say in the biz they're a post-material party Ooh, why are Ooh, they yeah, a post-material that, that's party? the yeah they're they're beyond material politics so um, they aren't talking about wages they aren't talking about uh increasing material standard of living no 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 we've solved those things we're post-material now we're worried about how capitalism is just burning the planet to the ground. Yeah, but yeah, by <laughs> but, that very they by wouldn't the even nature say capitalism. They would just say, "Oh no, no, it's individual consumption is burning yeah. the planet to the ground." Right. So that is, I guess, they were trying to get back to that kind of post-material roots of the party. Uh, you know, obviously that. And I don't think the Wi-Fi w- uh, fear was in there in this platform. But I know yeah. with May prior to that. She was really spooked by Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> Just like Dr. Naomi Wolf. Oh, is she also a Wi-Fi She's spooked lady? by 5G. Yeah, she's, she oh, says okay. she, 5G hurts people. No, she also concerned about male sperm count because that's another kind of piece of hokum that's... That's that's popular with, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that's I'm like sure the, that's in there. The crystal mom, like alternative... Low low you know, sperm counts. Yeah, the like not the, producing the, as much thick cum, as much thick juicy <laughs> cum. Our boys' loads are waning. Our boys' well, loads it, are waning. Aaron Brockovich is big on that now. She she's a big she she wants bigger loads. Aaron Brockovich is a bigger she's loads saying, now, she's girl. And there's low low fertility as a result of uh, decreased sperm count, and I mm-hmm. guess they're they're claiming it's because of microplastics. <laughs> I I don't know any of. Uh, <laughs> if any of this is remotely real but you it's know, the same uh, ones that are making the fucking frogs gay perhaps i don't know perhaps don't know. but there is a bit of like that kind of hokum on both sides that's where we get horseshoe theory right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> well okay so you've hit on something there as a post-material party with the green party who they inherently appeal to are people that don't have concerns about wage because they're like pmc or they have family money so they are afforded more of an ability to focus on uh, the larger scale political ideologies. I think and again, usually ecological considerations that are uh, removed from material yeah. uh, production. Right. So it's the idea of sort of having, you know, dealing with climate change without dealing with how we produce things or how our economy is structured. Mm-hmm. And again, I think, I mean, the NDP has a bit of that problem as well. I'm, you know, especially once they're in office. I mean, we saw that in Alberta and we saw that in BC. Uh, but the Greens are kind of unique in this sense because they don't offer any sort of material assistance to people if they yeah. are going to change just, you know, how we produce energy, for example. Uh, so in that sense, 
it's post material. And look, I didn't make the term post material. No, okay, this no. is made by these are made by these are made by uh, far more money than I do. Um, okay, uh, th- this is in the literature, as they would say. Yeah, um, yeah. You're reading your you're reading your Horkheimer. Or oh whoever. no no no! It's not it's not in that kind of literature. No, I mean literature by people who actually make money. Uh, <laughs> oh, like academic literature, Acad- like Malcolm yeah, Gladwell, absolutely. like Malcolm Gladwell. Well, I, not even a Malcolm Gladwell. Like it, this is well within like kind of political science literature past the 1990s. Is this sort of rise of post-material politics? Um, mm. And again, I mean, what is more material than living on a planet? <laughs> yeah, you know? I I don't know how you say it's beyond material politics, but well, it was kind of a very much like an end of history, like this, like saying, oh well, we've you know we're set on liberal democracy, we're set on this sort of capitalism. Perhaps once in a while it has to be reined in, mm-hmm. uh, but the big thing is is we have to get the ecological uh, issues sorted, and and that's beyond like class or beyond um, uh, the mode of production or anything like yeah. that, or who owns that, right? But it, of course, it's not beyond class because different <laughs> classes will be affected very differently by Absolutely. Uh, the I mean, impending it, ecological disaster. Yeah, do you have a seawall and how high? Uh-huh. Um, how high you know? is your seawall? Or are you go- are you going to take climate refugees, or are you going to you know shoot them, or you know do what the EU does with refugees uh, when they drown yeah. in the, the Mediterranean? And the current Green Party has abandoned all of that class that the enviro yeah. class and it's it's just very much about like you said individual consumption choices and individual consumption choices obviously you know capping um fossil fuel emissions and things yeah. like that but, and i'm not mr like oh th- there's no reason to do individual consumption choice i, I do obviously. believe that individual consumption choice matters a lot but it's not the only prong on which to attack and you need to attack it systemically as well well, which yeah, the Greens I mean, are unwilling to do. Yeah. I, again, to we also have to kind of think in, uh, you know, carrots and sticks. You shouldn't be focused solely on just... Um, and this is one area where I would agree with the Alberta NDP. Ooh. Uh, but in no, the sense is that... <laughs> a sin. No, but I mean, like, you should be diversifying the economy and offering people new jobs or, or ways to sort of help people if they become displaced. If they're in industries... Uh, that you know shouldn't exist anymore and i think uh the notley government was trying to pivot on that um yeah who knows maybe they'll have another shot to uh, uh yeah uh, trying to wean out bird off of oil though off of off of texas tea it's it's yeah. a difficult task out there we got, um, got a billion orphan wells we got all sorts of bart simpsons falling into orphan wells it's terrible <laughs> yeah poor uh oh god alberta oh that that i mean Gosh, you want to talk about giving Trudeau the election? I mean, Jason Kenny. Kenny, Kenny, the worst somehow made Doug Ford. Doug Ford is in a distant second for worst premier, and that's Doug Ford, a <laughs> bad premier. Yeah, no, Doug Ford's an awful premier. I think the hardest part with Doug Ford, though, is they think. I think everybody knows he's stupid and way over his head. Yeah, um, but I think there are a lot of like middle class people, uh, homeowners in particular. Yeah uh that are like starting to feel bad for him like he's yeah. uh like tommy boy or something like yeah that. like but he doesn't know, he, he doesn't shed turn... his own base you know yeah. like kenny well, does he, might, like, he doesn't he alienate might... his own yeah i mean he might start shedding his base a bit like i do wonder in this next cycle especially with the rise of the ppc 
and you do have some of these like kind of crazy backbenchers like Roman Barbera and stuff like that who are going on their own and who are being big anti-vax passports and this and that. I wonder if they'll they'll try to make some sort of uh, you know uh, uh, conservative run um, to the right of Doug Ford, and if that would shave off voters, perhaps it would. Um, but again, though, I don't really see the money behind them like the PPC. Like the PPC was lucky; they had the Irving family, you know, giving them big fat checks. They had their micro donations. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, they were a bit more organized. But I do wonder if in Ontario, if there's going to be something like that to the right of Doug Ford, especially with the vaccine passport. Um, yeah. But who knows? Maybe they'll just get vaccinated and just shut the fuck up. I, you don't know anymore. Yeah, I also think uh, the hardcore anti-vax movement in Canada is way less pronounced than in America, where it actually has like a lot of steam and backing, I, I mm. think. Uh, well, there's it, a solid 10% here that are cranks. Yeah, like but... Solid 10 I think in America, that number is probably closer to 20. Oh, maybe 30 in some maybe states. 30, yeah. My gosh, I, who knows? In some states, they might even be the majority. Like you look at Alabama or Mississippi or Texas, not to, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people yeah. there don't uh, yeah, get vaccines. You know, the South is fine in many ways. <laughs> no, no, great food and, and a lot of good people. Yes, as food. Because they don't look like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, trying no, to, trying to get too spicy here. We're getting spicy. Uh, we're getting, we're getting in the weeds. We're getting in the spicy weeds. The spicy um, weeds. Who, who, uh, the widow, we, we covered all of them except for the block. What did the, the block did as good as they oh. always do? Actually, block did a little better than they always do. Interesting. Uh, a, a few more seats. Um, the block is starting to occupy the same space that the, uh, Realmont, uh, creditist party did back in the day mm. i don't know if you know much about that i don't Quebec tell me tell social me credit me. party uh so they were basically they were like nationalists but they were also social conservatives now the mm. bloc obviously believes in climate change and they believe in you know social welfare and this and that but they're definitely kind of teetering on this like third position mm-hmm. uh kind of politics obviously when it comes down to islamophobia i mean they're number one at that they love um, it it's their it's their thing it's their guy off of it and it, not even just islamophobia i mean like the block and even the cac and even the parti quebecois are even fairly anti-semitic as well yeah um i and, mean I've, and, I've gone back on my position the charlie hebdo guys deserved it <laughs> <laughs> for no writing shitty cartoons the cartoons oh, were shitty the cartoons were bad yeah they deserved uh, it I mean, so if you look at uh, the the way I, I kind of come about this is that um, if you look at how the block has kind of now pivoted more towards CAC, uh, which is the funniest fucking political party in Canada. I mean, it's CAC, the, the balls to call yourself the CAC is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I mean, they were they were really going after CAC supporters. And mm-hmm. again, it's kind of like. The CAC in and of itself is like this uh, reimagining of Union Nationale, which ran Quebec uh, prior to Borrassa and before the sort of uh, quiet revolution and this and that. So there's this weird position in Quebec now where they've given up on sovereignty as like a like a real possibility. And they've now settled with just having kind of distinct jurisdiction. And that distinct jurisdiction is effectively uh, Francophone white nationalism. Mm. And well, so I think 
I, you know, I, I but but with a but with a touch of socialism, you know. Well, no, I mean, I, but, <laughs> but look, I mean, like just saying you have a welfare state is is not necessarily no, socialist, it's, right? It's, I mean, it's I I like to think as Canadians, we're above the American. Uh, socialism is just when the government does stuff uh you know, yeah well I mean, is uh what are the block what is the block's position on say uh labor or and like does it intend to strengthen labor does it does so, it have so a position on nationalizing stuff nationalizing no labor i would imagine it, it's still like i mean quebec has a different labor culture than the rest of canada i mean quebec actually takes strikes seriously they have a far more um robust labor movement I mean, yeah. they, have a fair, they don't have the highest rate of unionization. That's Newfoundland, yeah. in fact. But they have the second highest rate of unionization. And I mean, like, uh, they're definitely pro-labor. I don't think they would be, you yeah. know, they say fair or anything to that. Because they inherit but, that French attitude towards labor. Say, no, work your labor is our labor! No, we will not yeah, Exactly. Up. Exactly. But again, though, that kind of fits in with this um, more European... Um, nationalisms mm -hmm. uh, that have even emerged like if you think of the danish people's party mm. uh, which was extremely xenophobic uh but still you know would throw these kind of uh, in in the biz they call it corporatism right like the idea yeah. of having you know labor and capital duke it out and you have the state sort of mitigate that uh but having a place for labor and a, and in particular having a place for white labor yeah I feel like immigration isn't organized labor in particular, right? It's often in like uh, dualized labor, as they would say in the literature, which would be, um, you know, in these kind of low, uh, low end, low skilled jobs. Or if they can't speak the language in Quebec, you know, they're subject to effectively uh, washing dishes, uh, pennies of the dollar. Uh, they're not in unionized positions. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, and especially if the majority of your unionized positions are in civil service and they can't wear any of their religious um, uh, signifiers or, or items or whether it be right, a yeah, they have the... or a turban or whatnot or a hijab, uh, guess what? You're not going to be a unionized employee. So that kind of cuts you out of a, a, a fair portion of middle class income. And so, again, when you're looking at whose labor is supported and by what unions, uh, you know, it comes down to being ostensibly whiter unions um mm -hmm. and that's kind of an important component there so i mean in quebec it seems like they just want to maintain the order as it is they want more autonomy within the system they don't really want to separate i think that's pretty much a joke at this point and yeah you know now the big key is to see well how much money can i negotiate out of the federal government uh, for our own sort of nation building uh projects yeah and that that seems to be what the block has settled on yeah, we are going to have our little enclave of weird European racism in yeah. Canada. Um, well, I, and, and the irony, too, is that it's Quebec's uh, immigration policy that has doomed them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Quebec insisted to have immigration that would only be from French-speaking countries. Well, guess what? A lot of that is North Africa. Or yeah, North there Africa. you go. Yeah, uh, A lot of Moroccans, a lot, lot of uh, Senegalese absolutely and so of course molly you know yeah. a lot of these people they they come to quebec they immigrate and they say oh well, i can speak the language and then they're like well <laughs> you don't look exactly but how le le oh no colonialism is coming back to hunt us uh, oh no Tabernak, <laughs> what the fuck right? oh, yeah. so it, it's one of those things where their own immigration um system has kind of screwed them a bit and the other aspect, too, is that Quebec's immigration system is different than the rest of Canada's immigration in the sense that, you know, um, 
for better or for worse, we have a point system, and that means that we inherit every country's, you know, bourgeoisie mm-hmm. or uh, <laughs> fascist sympathizer or whatever. Well, uh, you know, just <laughs> fleeing Nazis with with some gold in their some some yeah. Nazi gold in their trousers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they came here with nothing but a couple gold bars in their pocket. Uh, they were, yeah, that's why they called them the Goldie family, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, Canada's point system. If you look at even a place like Toronto, I mean, you see the point system of play you see um suburbs that are um ethnically divided but Mm -hmm. have uh you know bourgeoisie indian families bourgeoisie Mm -hmm. uh new uh, asian families i mean you have a little bit more diversity in that sense the issue in terms of quebec is that the immigration that they do take in is typically poor because it speaks french because french colonies are not typically very affluent and um you know that creates another drain so or well perceived drain at least how quebecers view it right so even if you look at welfare uh, consumption uh, the difference between canada and quebec or rest of canada english canada there was a great study that was done that said uh, basically english canadians are more likely to view indigenous people as being um you know taking advantage of the system versus mm. uh, quebecers are more likely to see new immigrants as taking advantage of the system mm. um, so i mean both ways tells kind of a horrible tale about Canadians, right? And yeah. the prejudice, but it does show that there is actually a fundamental difference between how Quebecers perceive new immigrants versus how English Canadians perceive new immigrants. That, it's weird that my, my dad has sort of the Quebec attitude because my dad is a PPC voter. He's gone very hard right. But interestingly, like when I asked him about the John A. McDonald statue, Mm-hmm. Uh, John A. McDonald or not, or the Ryerson. It was specifically about uh, the naming the school Ryerson and changing mm-hmm. it. Uh, he surprised me by saying, "Yes, I think they should." And it was like, Whoa, "What?" Uh, yeah. And uh, turns out he was very, he's very pro Indigenous. He's very pro land back, and that's his like one uh, I- issue that's traditionally held by the left that he supports. So this some is an reason. interesting thing. So actually, I can say the same thing. I have a boomer father who lives yeah. out in uh, rural Ontario. And um, now, in all fairness to him, there could be a proximity effect because he lives near a reserve. Mm. Um, and that could you know, be what is fundamentally altering his political opinion. Uh, but his how he approaches the subject is he says, oh, well, you know, the big issue is, is you know, Pierre Elliott Trudeau and uh, John, and uh, Jean Chrétien, who is Minister of Indigenous Affairs. Mm. And his, the, he's kind of pulled it in this way of saying, well, no, 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 this is just these are the liberals. Look how sick they are. Mm. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the indigenous people are treated poorly. And I think like there are interesting ways on, on how that subject matter is being politicized, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Justin Trudeau has done a terrible job in indigenous issues. He's done yeah. a terrible job on worse than on- terrible. It's yeah. disastrous. Absolutely. And but I mean, really, if you look at the Liberal Party, like historically, like the Liberal Party has not been good on indigenous issues. I mean, at, you went to law school. I'm sure you know this mm. uh, going back to the white paper. And then after that, even with the charter. Right. I mean, there is no obviously there is a reason why Elijah Harper fucking stopped Meech Lake. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was because there wasn't that sort of representation that was in that. constitution. Well, well we, we pay this lip service to the idea of treating like oral history as as good as like legal documents. But we don't. Mm. Of course yeah, we no, don't. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look at Peter Russell. So Peter Russell, obviously being a, a you know this kind of long statesman in, in Canadian politics and writing on the Charter and writing on mega constitutional politics in particular. I mean, he writes this book called Canada's Odyssey, and he says Canada is founded on three pillars: Indigenous persons, uh, wasp 
and uh, mm-hmm. you know um, French Canadians. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, let's face it: there's two parts of that pillar that were completely subject uh, subjugated by the other, um, mm-hmm. and it's created you know uh, Indigenous people who are fucking genocided, and uh, you know French Canadians who almost have um, internalized subjugation in the strangest way possible. Yeah. Um, it you know kind of replicating it on now new immigrants. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a very uh, you know, it even pay lip service is, is, is not really getting a, a grasp of what the narrative is and how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Canada is a hot mess of a colonial fucking country. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, but it is it is interesting to see that you see uh, even people who perhaps are on the more right of the spectrum are, are still coming to grips with um, the reality of, you know, how fucked this country yeah. was in its foundations. I think it also might come down to the fact, uh, like you said, my dad has good anecdotal experiences with uh, mm-hmm. indigenous people, which is, I think, maybe why he's uh, more amenable. To- Another reason that I've diagnosed is that he hates Trudeau so much that he's yeah. looking for any anything to. Yeah, I don't think it's bad faith. I think he's oh. convinced himself. Well, it might be bad faith. I don't think it's bad faith. I think he's yeah. genuinely convinced himself that he cares about indigenous rights and. Maybe in doing well, the so. irony, though, is that it's the PPC that, um, not to defend Trudeau, and I'm I'm not trying to. Do, <laughs> the PPC are are they want to um, literally rip apart treaties? Yeah. They want to destroy the office of uh, Indigenous and Affairs. Yeah. I mean, th- obviously, there's issues with this office. I I don't you know I I if I were to go back and say you know obviously more autonomy the better. Um, yeah. If if there is a way to even incorporate indigenous people into sort of federalism or a way to, to sort of alter the system um, in a way that would be more accommodating. I think that would be probably a, a good realistic first step at least. Um, uh, you know, obviously there are people who are indigenous scholars or who are actually indigenous themselves uh, who, you know, would probably take um, a more radical decolonial approach to it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not really one to speak. Neither of us are experts. Neither of <laughs> us know, are qualified to speak on this. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I've read Graham Coulter's uh, Red Skin, uh, White Mass, and, and this and that, but that that doesn't give me any right to. Really no, no, you can't. You can't uh, <laughs> and I and yeah. I wouldn't want to. But um, yeah, know. well, yeah, this. But but back to nothing is, look, is the, what the, we're. The PPC, is, yeah, no, but like the PPCers want to rip the the treaties up in, entirely and mm-hmm. just want to basically do white paper 2.0 and, you know, live in this sort of uh, laissez-faire uh, tabula rasa where, oh, no, no, you're just citizens in a state and that's that. And, uh, you, you know, there's no gold in that fucking right. It, it, <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem have... very, it doesn't seem very sensitive to the, <laughs> the needs of people. I mean, people generally like having cultures to themselves, right, you know? Well, I, I, I don't I don't know specifically. I mean, indigenous cultures are unique and there's there's a lot of different ways and, and different approaches. That was and... the wrong that was the wrong way to phrase it. What I what I mean <laughs> no, to say no. what I mean to say is that like um there should be some mechanism by which the government, which is uh largely dominated by that same wasp culture, even yeah. like Trudeau, who is a French Canadian, is a convert to that wasp culture and sort of represents that in the eyes of Canadians. There need to be a way yeah. for uh, Indigenous people to meaningfully interact with this system that they still see as this 
hegemonic evil monster that is hell bent on their destruction and uh yeah. in many ways I, it I still think, is but uh, in some ways dollar, it's not that's the million dollar question like i don't i don't know how you necessarily broach that right and i think there's a lot of indigenous activists that are pretty much out there and saying well you can't yeah um, so you get land you get like the 1492 land back lane and stuff exactly. like that or even stuff um, like the okay crisis oka crisis oka crisis yeah, yeah absolutely i mean uh you know not to not to be uh kind of coward as social democrat but it is nice to see uh, the end yeah. at least run more indigenous candidates oh yeah yeah that's a terrible segue from land back that's awful. <laughs> no 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 but uh, it's it's that but it's i mean they always get their they always get their shit rocked you know poor mobilek uh yeah. she they did not prepare her adequately for what she would face in the i'm sure hellish well, world of Ottawa. Twitter. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, oh my god uh yeah. and uh yeah but at least you know jagmeet singh you know day one we're doing the get a, we're getting water on on the reserves you know that's a very easy thing to attack trudeau on because it's frankly ridiculous ridiculous that you can't uh provide water to citizens that are basically federally protected citizens of this country yeah absolutely. they don't really they don't consider that a lot of them don't consider themselves citizens of this country but we do so as long as you know we're imposing that on them might as well give them fucking water like you give to well, other yeah. anyone else yeah i mean yeah. i i think that's that's the absolute bare minimum yeah um <laughs> the bare i mean it's less than the bare minimum it's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. just give them the the stuff they had in the roman days you know and uh well without lead uh yes without lead as well um that's important important I, I, underlining you know, honestly, without I lead. feel i feel fucking horrible even talking about this because i just i feel i feel you know it, it's such a it's such a shame mm -hmm. on the country and it's yeah. extremely shameful yeah because and, and it affects all of us and you know to be honest with you i hated how i even started this in the sense that you know you asked me about the election i said oh well nothing's gonna change and I said it in kind of like a really like, you know, passive like, oh, you know, haha, shitty first past the post. Yeah. But I mean, if you're an indigenous person, this is a fucking horrible electoral result. Like, yeah. I think this is horrible. And to be honest with you, even if you had the conservatives win or if there was any sort of change, it would have still been probably this shitty situation. And I think that's what's deeply upsetting um, and fucked up. And it's like, I, I, you know, just saying it's upsetting isn't enough. Yeah, really. No, well, especially because we've had all of these uh, very horrific reckonings with that cultural legacy because of all the uh, mass graves that were uncovered at uh, the residential. I mean, schools. Trudeau called the election after having fucking thousands of kids be dug up. Yeah, in blackface like, photos, thousands of dead indigenous children, and, and he still gets elected. You know, so, I'm sure this is very disheartening. But actually, back to nothing is kind of a good way to describe it. Back to nothing. It's uh, it's you can expect nothing from this this liberal party. Yeah, no, absolutely. You are, you aren't going to get like even these these blue check mark libs online who are saying they're going to win a majority, which was never in the fucking cards. Yeah. Uh, you know, saying that oh well, now we'll get climate policy and we're going to get uh, ten, uh, you know, childcare. You're not going to get those things. No, like, it's eighteen months. They got to win another election. They yeah, they'll just run on the same thing. Like, yeah, you know, they can just time, coast. Listen, the liberals have been duping people since 2015. 
Like, I mean, look, we got pot out of it, and that's nice. And and I like pot, and everybody likes pot. We all like pot. We all like pot. No one is anti-pot. Um, <laughs> but they didn't do anything to expunge criminal records. No. Like these were was... the actual victims of it, and they did nothing. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. See, that that's the worst part about the, the whole liberal situation is like they win. Um, and they win because the system is is shit, and they're the mm-hmm. natural governing party, as someone like Stephen Clarkson would say, or you know that this goes into the long sort of literature of Canadian politics that they you know big red machine, and they are definitely good at running candidates. They're certainly better than the NDP, who has a terrible time of running anyone in the fucking nine oh five. But they win, and they're terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And and they, you know they can't keep out of scandals. It, it's it's awful. It. And it's sad. It it actually just is fucking sad. It makes me sad. Um, well, because they're the one, they're the left or centrist party that appeals to old people. They're, they yeah. promise to protect the interests of old people. Well, I mean, <coughs> deep down at the end of it, they're still running on, you know, the metric system or yeah. the charter. Like, they're still running on big accomplishments that were done, you know, 40 years ago, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, By my dad. But I thought you said remember my dad movie. he was cool i guess it's also like this boomer this boomer energy and love and appreciation of pierre trudeau which oh, absolutely with for pierre Ali trudeau and it's i think a lot of it was just because he stuck it to quebec if you're in yeah. English canada like they just yeah. like that he but he was he like pierre Ali trudeau was canada's first tanky uh, <laughs> uh, we love tanks we love tanks uh, don't we here he, folks? he rolled the tanks in uh you know not fast every yeah airport, see yeah everybody did. loves when they're used against the french well I, you know i always say you know everybody loves the boot it just depends on who wears it mm-hmm. and uh i i think in the case of you know pierre trudeau they like that he was authoritarian when it was viewed in their interest mm. um you talked earlier about uh, Christian Freeland licking her lips, where I, I guess the, the thing about Justin Trudeau, too, which people are fed up with, is the fact that it, it's so evident that he's a patsy and sort of he is he is this uh, robot or avatar powered by the big red machine and doesn't really. Yeah. Whereas Pierre Trudeau had like a personal governing philosophy and like you really understood that his opinions about things came from his own brain. It seems evident that uh, to everybody that Justin Trudeau is this puppet figurehead, whereas yeah, someone like Christopher Freeland is more of the brains of the outfit. I would say that that's definitely the case. I mean, it's she's definitely going to be the who will come out of this, yeah, one way or the other. I think she'll come. This was for her. This was for Christia. It was Maybe for that's Christia. who it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's okay. So it's weird about Christopher Freeland for for Christia I mean, forever ago. Christia, she's awful on foreign policy. I don't think there's any way to slice it. Yeah. I think a domestic policy might not be terrible, but on foreign policy, really bad. Yeah, I mean, she, she she's tight with the Nazis. She's a little tight with the Nazis. Well, tight with the Nazis, but also her stuff in, in Latin America and, mm. uh, you know, supporting uh, the coup in Bolivia, which it was. She was an Agnes supporter. A genie yes. and yes, support it. Very yeah, funny. Yeah, she was very, very, funny. very scared of uh, you know Latin Americans. Uh, how could you? Control. How could you hate Avo? He's the most. He's the most adorable man on earth. Because uh, Vuvuzela. You know, yeah, sure. I don't know. I like. It, well, it's just kind of this. Oh, it was Venezuela. Who are we talking yeah. about? I get how you can hate Maduro. Maduro's not. Uh, yeah. 
I get it. He's not that appealing. But Evo, Evo's so no, nice. Evo, Evo. Wait, which one is the coup in Bolivia? It was Guaido in Vuvuzela. Guaido, no, oh, it was Guaido in Vuvuzela, and it was Genie and Yez that... in Bolivia. Yes, I don't. I yeah, that, man, there were, were there were a lot of, of there's so there's many coups in down. South America. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good way to just summarize the Wikipedia page uh, mm. of coups in Latin America. It's like, whoa, fuck. There's Where so many. There's a lot of there's yeah, a lot of U.S. and happens, Canadian backed coups in South. It America. typically happens the moment that you have any leader say, "Oh, well, hey, we're gonna do land reform." It's like, oh, done. Mm. Iced. Put on ice. Jakarta method in place. They just mm. like run it. And, uh, you know, you're taken out. And it, you know what, though? It's not even just Latin America. I mean, look what happened to the ex-prime uh, minister of Sweden, who was a social democrat and who basically is responsible for a lot of Sweden's welfare state. And he got taken out by South African uh, mercenaries. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to point fingers as to uh, who organized that hit, but boy, oh, boy, is that sus. Yeah. Um, you know, Cold War was a, a wild time. And I think, you know, it, it sucks in Canada because it's like the best that we have is really – some sort of watered down social democracy and we're just going to have to hope for the best when it comes down to climate change. Um, so, you know, yeah. but they, they never assassinated Tommy Douglas. So that is, they never so assassinated Tommy Douglas. Yeah. They, they never, they, they never, never got him. Tommy Douglas. Yeah, no, they didn't do it. He um, died from fucking too hard. He, 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 he did. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think that's a good place to end it on. Uh, thank you so much, Will, for being on. Uh, you, you have valuable political insights, and we appreciate it. This was fun. This was great. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I think the title of this episode will be something you said at the beginning is Back to Nothing. And so, Back to nothing, yeah. And we'll see you next week on House of Decline. Thank you, Will. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.